I'm Austin. I'm Quentin. And this is Xmas Movies. Where we talk about Christmas classics that aren't exactly classics. This time, we're talking about Gremlins. I've seen Gremlins 2. That's uh, a very... Why do you see the sequels to things before you see the original? Because my fucking family makes me watch it. My cousin, Raven, just, like, we were hanging out together when I was, like, five years old, and she randomly started talking about the first Gremlins and then turned on the second one, and I had not, I could, I literally could not sleep. <laughs> so I had, so, like, for years, Gremlins, like, terrified me, and I never wanted to watch this movie, but I did, and I really <laughs> no, liked yeah, it. This, no, yeah, I this, really liked this it. movie is really fun, actually. Yeah, so, it is. So this, this movie centers around this inventor father who steals this little gremlin this little the gizmo, which is like the little like furry-looking yeah. gremlin. Little maybe. mogwai. Yeah. This little, little furry creature as uh, a Christmas present for his son. And I, w- I want to say, every time I've heard this movie described, whenever someone says, like, oh, this father's getting a gift for his son, I always imagine Billy being, like... A like child. A, a child. No, he's like a, he's 18. he's an adult. He's yeah. like a full like he's like he's the one making the money for his family. He yeah. works at a bank. Like this is a, this isn't a child. This is a goddamn adult. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, uh, I think I'm gonna be honest with you. I think everyone knows Gremlins. I don't think we need to get too much into the plot. I think yeah. I think most like I know people who have never seen this movie that know Gizmo. Yeah, well, uh, it's, it's an iconic character that was yeah, totally. Yeah, you know, he gets he gets the Gizmo. Gizmo gets water on him, multiplies. The other Mogwai eat after midnight. They turn into little gremlins. They fuck shit up. Yeah, that's the movie. It's this is a. I really love this movie, actually. Like, I don't, like, this is, like, okay, so, like, I, my, my, I like to think that my movie taste is very wide, but one of the few genres that I do not watch is anything horror-related. So, and I've only recently been starting to break that barrier, primarily because I have been forced to do that by other, by outside forces. Every single horror movie that I've watched has been for some kind of, like, film class, or, well, in this case, this is, like, we're watching... We watched this movie, and we potentially have other horror movies on this yes. list. And, like, this is... Yeah, I'm, like, slowly coming to, like, really, like, appreciate horror movies, especially from, like, the late 80s, early 90s. And, like, like as just, like, very, like honestly, very fun movies. Like, they're yeah. not... Like, this wasn't really that scary, but I understand... Okay, so this, this film is largely credited for being one of the two films, both Spielberg films, by the way, that's that, that, well, Spielberg involved. Yeah. Films. Sp- well, yeah. And that, that was basically instrumental in P- creating the PG 13. Yeah. Rating. This in Temple of Doom. I fully understand. No, Holy it, was, shit. it went really brutal. <laughs> the mom. No, yeah. At one point shoves a gremlin into a microwave. Yeah. It was really fucking Oh yeah. Brutal. Every single like time that they kill a gremlin it's not like a oh you, you, they bat it off they show it in excruciating detail the, how exactly that gremlin was killed the filmmaking and i i know like we try here to talk about these movies not as movies but as christmas movies but i just want to say the filmmaking in this movie the effects and the cinematography are incredible they're just like really interesting to watch you, and like the nature of the puppets it's really they're really well designed and like the way that they use them is extremely effective. You really feel like that these are actual creatures and they're really yeah. just fucking terrible. Like it's, no, I, f- I fucking love it. Um I I don't even I like I'm trying to 
<laughs> this is a problem with the nature of how we record this podcast, which is we watch one of these movies and then we do not marinate no, yeah, our just, thoughts at all we and we just sit down just, and record it. I think we the only one where we've like wait the we okay we've done it for like two of the episodes where we've waited, but that's because we re-recorded the first episode because we talked for yeah. forty minutes. And then about Home Alone the too. night before we just had we had to take a we yeah. like had to take a break in between recording, but. I'm like trying to think of things. Um, the Christmas element in this movie is a lot more prevalent than I thought it was going yeah, to be. Yeah, but it still is very secondary. It's not like I think I was watching this and I was thinking about it a lot. And I was thinking about the way the Gremlins act, which is very gluttonous. And everyone oh. in the movie is all like, there's a character in the movie that's like, ah, these fucking these foreign this foreign yeah. technology and the. The f- and you made a comment on like the father like trying to sell shit and stuff like that and I think it, it's it seems a bit like a comment on Western like consumption yeah. and capitalism in a in a weirdly more effective way than Jingle All the Way. Oh, in a hundred percent more effective way than yeah. Jingle All the Way. Yeah, because uh, like it's about it's a good movie. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a <laughs> this is about American gluttony, which is. When you think about it in relation to the to the Yuletide season is very relevant. Like, those yeah. themes are very relevant. I will say it's more of them mentioning it than it is them actually exploring it, I would say. But it yeah. is definitely still a very prevalent feature mm-hmm. of this movie. I think, I think the gremlins are the yeah. most effective part because it's, like, literally them, like, being just... Like, it's showing, like... Uh, fucking gizmo is like this cute little pure being that just kind of like is appreciating everything and then the gremlins are like disgusting and like are fucking indulging in everything and are like wreaking havoc and that is if it, it feels like a, a very explicit depiction of american consumerism yeah <laughs> yeah it it is a lot like that, and I feel Espe- like... Especially because, literally, the guy at the beginning of the movie does not want to sell Gizmo, no, and the yeah. dad is like, I'm gonna buy this fucking gremlin. Yeah, and, like, the nature of, like, kind of, like, Western consumerism where we think, like, oh, we can buy this. Like, you can buy anything. It literally yeah. pits two different... I'm thinking about it now. It literally pits two different cultures in terms of yeah. their consumerism with, like, Eastern versus Western consumption. Well, granted, granted, the Eastern the eastern elements of this movie are definitely tokenized and what was the one thing oh my god do you do you remember when he makes he's like talking about brushing your teeth and he's like when you've got dragon's breath and then he looks down and there's a statue of a dragon and then a gong gong oh my god it's like it's it's still a very it's still an 80s movie it's they can't get past that unfortunately it's that's like there are very few like there's still like the very 80s tropes like the first person to die in this movie is a black man it's like no that wasn't great yeah yeah it's it's still a very 80s movie obvious like he's also the only black man in the movie (laughs) which yeah 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 this movie still falls into a lot of the pitfalls that a lot of 80s movies suffer from Mm -hmm. and i think that's just because they're like playing and I, like very few of these stereotypes are often like depicted with a lot of malicious intent it's just like white people made this and white people started in this and when these and when these features are prevalent and like they do show these cultures they don't give them any respect yeah i don't <laughs> i do not think we are the people to oh, discuss no, this but like i like when you look at especially movies like this i think 
I don't think it's with I don't think it's necessarily intentional in terms of uh like the science teacher being the only African American character being the first one to be fucking killed. Yeah. But I think I think with uh the shopkeeper and like Chinatown and all that stuff, I think it it becomes slightly more conscious than subconscious yeah. there. But I don't know. It's definitely playing into tropes than that are not very great. Yeah. It's so odd to think that because I this is the first this is one of the movies on this list um, that I know a lot of people actually watch uh, during the Christmas season. Is it? Okay. Yeah. My uh, my girlfriend's aunt. This is one of her favorite movies and she watches it a lot at Christmas. um, And it's odd to me that this movie and a Christmas story Two very popular movies set at Christmas both feature kind of like really shitty tropes. Oh yeah, with Asian people, like with the Chinese Dude. restaurant at the end. Yeah, like that's like a three minute. We're not talking about Christmas Story. Fuck, we're talking about Gremlins. Yeah, we're talking about 1984's Gremlins. Is 84 86? 84. 84. Okay. Same day. Same as Go. This movie yeah. came out in June. Yeah, there's a lot. It's a lot of like really weird things, like where movies come out and like a time period when they maybe like, okay, so this is a, this is a horror movie set at Christmas. So it could have come out feasibly at two different times. It could have come out around the Halloween season in like October, or it could have come out in December and it didn't, it came out in June, which is That's so weird. I mean like summer movies, wait, this came out after Jaws. Yes. Um, this is like, like the, like some, did this come out after Jaws? Yes. yes, it did. No. Yeah. Like, cause like considering this is a, like Steven Spielberg produced this, <laughs> This is Jaws made Steven Spielberg. I don't think he would have had he would have had a hand in making Gremlins that's prior. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I'm dumb. I don't think someone would have been like, "Hmm, let's give this give this little this little this little newcomer executive producer." <laughs> that's that's fair. <laughs> oh my god. Um No, but yeah, like this is like I mean like summer movies were definitely like just a thing in like the 80s a lot more than they are now i would say jaws started that and it's like that and this is still riding that wave so that's probably why it came out in the summer because they wanted this to be like a kind of blockbuster but yeah let's talk about it as a christmas movie <laughs> uh segways what are they <laughs> i mean like i kind of i kind of i stayed in my case already i think it is one of the better and more intentional, like, kind of commentaries on the shittier parts of Christmas. I think Jingle yeah. All the Way. Jingle All the Way tries and fails. Home and Alone 2 is unintentional. Is unintentional entirely. <laughs> but Jingle All the Way, being the last movie that we watched, it like, it tries very hard. And in its failings is where it becomes more of a critique. But more in terms of, like... You can critique the movie, and that's where you can find critiques. In Gremlins, like, the critiques are part of, like, the the text of the movie. Yeah. Not, not the, the, sub, the, the, like, context of, like, people just, like, viewing it as a movie. Yeah. Instead of, like, it's intentional. It's very clearly yeah. intended to be this, like, um, idea, this, like, commentary on consumerism with a like the gremlins and gen- the gremlins and gizmo in general and like that contrast and also the dad with like he's like constant like constantly trying to like sell shit that like i don't there's just a lot of weird and wacky characters in this movie which is i think due to the fact that it's like an 80s movie yeah. i think that's I just, do, I just do. a thing we watched we 
we this is a side comment. We watched Ghostbusters Afterlife recently, and by recently, I mean like two nights ago. Um, we did we talk about it in the last one? I think we a ended, little bit. I think we ended the. Oh my god. <laughs> we talked about how we were going to Ghostbusters Afterlife. I I think I would have not wanted to record any more of this podcast had I not seen Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. Jingle all the way, fucking took it out of me. Oh yeah. But I'm so glad that I watched Ghostbusters Afterlife no, and yeah, it kicked me up because I'm really glad I saw this movie. You no, know, yeah, because Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Afterlife is like, in all honesty, it's a very 80s movie and a yeah. lot of like the prevalent, like, it seems to be like Ghost. There's a lot of similarities between Ghostbusters Afterlife and Gremlins, kind of in like mm. the weird, like, 80s nature of it. Yeah. I, I think. Which that, I like. It's cool. I think that's more so just like Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Afterlife is trying to feel like a like a movie from the 80s because it's a continuation of it, that series uh and i think it, it feels like it because gremlins just is one of those movies yeah. from the 80s but yeah with like a lot of wacky insane characters yeah. i'm really it. i'm really glad i saw ghostbusters afterlife because it gave me the energy to get through my week and to watch gremlins and i'm yeah. very happy i watched gremlins. oh yeah i think where do you think this kind of ranks i think this this is definitely i think is this the best one we've seen so far or do you put Ooh. do you put night before above this? In terms of uh Christmassy? Yes. In terms of it's like how it functions as a Christmas movie. Yes. Uh I actually I'm trying to think about this. Where do you think it ranks? So I put I think Jingle All the Way is at the bottom of our list right now, right? Yes. For so me Jingle All the Way Jingle All the Way, Home Alone Two, Iron Man Three. Iron Man Three, Night Before. I think it might go between Iron Man Three and, and Night and Night Before. Well, because mm, it's less being it's it might go between the two. Because I think it's – I can see this being a much more effective like movie as, like, a recurring movie to watch. I can see people watching this every year, yeah. and I see why people watch this every year. But I do think it is still – the first thing – its first th- its first function is as a horror movie. Yeah, as like, no, I it's, agree That's with its that. first function, and then the Christmas function is, like, very a very close second. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's – just like barely under a night before as a Christmas movie, but I would argue that it is definitely a better movie to watch around Christmas. Oh because God, yeah. It's, because like with all of the other Christmas classics that are very like standard, Night Before kind of follows those tropes to a T, while still being a stoner comedy. Mm-hmm. But this is a kind of good subver. It's a fun subversion of all of the tropes in modern Christmas movies. I think I'm like really debating internally. I think that this for me is slightly above the night before because of the nostalgic feeling of it, which I think is just by the nature of, like, the filmmaking and the look of the movie. But, like, for me, seeing, like, the the backlot with fake snow and wreaths and everything and... Yeah, uh, it does feel a lot like... It like, feels, yeah. I... God, fuck, I don't know. The aesthetic is definitely there. I would the say es- that the aesthetic is probably is what carries this movie in terms of its Christmasiness. Hmm. I'm like really I'm I'm you're okay, you know what? I I'm going to I'm going to concede to you. I'm going to say this is slightly below just because I think the horror elements do take the fir- do take the forefront. I think yeah. they are the main focus of this movie. Mm-hmm. And I think I think for me Gremlins because I saw Gremlins 2 first has always been more of just that. It's been Gremlins and not a Christmas movie. Yeah. Um and also I think it's I think the conception of this movie is very like divorced from Christmas, which is 
I did I did a little bit of research. You know that one character who was like, ah, oh, in WW2, the fucking yeah. the gremlins <laughs> took us down when we were in the skies. That that was a real folk. That was a real piece of folklore. <laughs> That uh, in the British Royal Air Force, going back to World War II, where they were, like, saying that gremlins were in their planes causing malfunctions. What the fuck? I don't know. Um, I don't know. That's such a weird detail. Yeah, I'm looking at this. There's, like, there are propaganda posters. Gremlins think it's fun to hurt you. Use care always. Back up our battle skies. What the fuck? Man, this makes for such good radio when I show the, no, yeah, the propaganda like poster. It's like a, it's a wartime poster. Yeah, it's a guy in I assume a factory being attacked by these little these little fuckers. Yeah, um, that's so weird. Why was that a thing? I don't I don't know, but yeah, I think I like it. I'm the the aesthetic of the movie feels more Christmassy, but I think the night before functions as a better Christmas movie than this one does, like you said, because it is focused more on horror and less about how this, like, how the horror of that interacts with Christmas, whereas The Night Before is, like, about that. It's about, like, these kind of, like, difficult things going on and, like, how they are exacerbated uh, by the Christmas season. That being said, I can see myself definitely watching gremlins more than i've seen the night before and i yeah, think i can see this being a yearly a yearly thing for a lot of people. i think this is out of like i i the reason why i hate putting it below is because i think out of all of these movies this has been my favorite one oh so far. easily yeah this is the one i this, had the most fun watching 100 percent. this is a lot of it is to do i will say a lot of it has to do with the very good puppetry mm-hmm. oh my god there's it's and again I can see why the PG-13 rating was created after this because oh god yeah fuck this is like these are these are effects that are like out of like the thing and like this is like mm-hmm. like literally like these are like if you were to put an image from Gremlins and an Im- image from uh, John Carpenter's The Thing mm-hmm. side by side you could feasibly confuse the two it's yeah ridiculous no the effects in this are incredible and I think for me I think this is I think this is also. In my opinion, the best made movie we have seen so far. Yes. I'm thinking about this. What have we seen? Yeah. I, I'm... I would say Iron Man 3 is the second best, but like it's a Marvel movie. So No, that's 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 what I'm saying. I think yeah. I think just like everything about this really comes together in a really amazing way. And I and I don't wanna put it second in terms of like how it functions as a Christmas movie because of how much I now am obsessed with this movie <laughs> and how much I want a gizmo, a little gizmo plush, <laughs> but I... That's one thing that this movie did, did is spark the fucking Furby mania. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't... We couldn't figure out if it was rumored or not, but I apparently think... Warner Bros. It was Warner Tiger, Bros, right? Yeah, Warner Bros. apparently sued. sued Tiger Electronics, which made Furbies. Yes, Tiger Electronics. I thought it was Hasbro. Tiger Electronics originally made it, then Hasbro bought Tiger Electronics. Gotcha. Okay. But... Yeah, Tiger Electronics is weird. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to get into that, though, but, man, I really, fuck, I re- this was just, it was just a cute and fun movie, and yeah. I was, like, looking at the shots, and I'm like, these are just fun shots, yeah. like, the scene with the, with See, the projector in the, the science scene. room, oh, I was just man. like, these, this is just a fun movie. Yeah. God, I'm, I'm really glad we watched, uh, this, After, and, yeah. a- and Ghostbusters Afterlife. Because we've been seeing some shitty movies. We've been seeing some <laughs> shitty movies, but I'm glad we saw some fun movies. Yeah. Uh, next. <laughs> next, we are talking about maybe a not so fun movie. 
We're going to watch the Stanley Kubrick film. Stanley Kubrick's final film. It was his final film? Yes, it died. It, 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 was, it was released after he died. Oh, God. This feels... <laughs> I feel bad because I was about to... We're, we're watching Eyes Wide Shut, the, the erotic thriller. <laughs> it's set at Christmas. It's set at Christmas. <laughs> Gremlins and Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, Ooh. boy. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Uh, thank you for listening. <laughs> Happy holidays, everyone. I'm Austin. I'm Quentin. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>